Welcome. Welcome, my friends, to the Beggars and Brawlies podcast. This is episode 43, recorded April 1st of 2022. <laughs> it's not a joke, even though it's April Fool's Day. But today, finally, I'm giving you the opportunity you've been waiting for. The opportunity to heckle me in person. So, what do I mean that you get to heckle me in person? I guess what I mean is that we have all been living inside our houses for the last two years, and that means that I have not gotten a chance to get out to cons and meet people in person and heckle or connect or be nerds or whatever we used to do in person as readers and writers. But we still have online conferences, and one that my friend started a couple years ago when the pandemic was fresh is still kicking because the pandemic is no longer fresh, but it is still kind of a thing. And the conference has been awesome. So I am going to be on this conference. Uh, I personally feel like I'm going to be all over it. I have a lot of events. I'm sure there's people with more, but I not only have a workshop, I also have a panel that I'm on, another panel that I'm moderating, and a reading from my new novella. So there are a lot of chances there for you to heckle me. Um, so I'm just going to basically tell you about those today because they're coming up in a week's time and I think they might be of interest. Maybe not all of them, but I have a pretty good idea what they're going to be like. So let me tell you about them. The first one is a workshop that is going to be run by me and only me, but it's going to be interactive. So everybody who talks in the YouTube comments, because this whole con happens on YouTube, um, will be able to do the thing with me. So the thing is, uh, we're calling it nesting threads. I might call it the plot harp or novel weave. I have a lot of ideas for this because it's a tool that's been stewing in the back of my brain for a long time and that I use every time I start to write a book to help me organize all the things I want to do with it into an outline because I'm someone who likes to have outlines ahead of time. But the cool thing is, if you're a writer and you're not an outliner, you're somebody who just likes to jump into it, a pantser as we may call them, or a gardener, this tool is good for you too. So it's an idea that I really like and has worked well for me. And I have thoughts of maybe I should put this on the internet somehow as a book or as a course. Um, and so I thought I'd start that by trying it as a workshop. Um, so it's a tool to take the beginnings of a story or the beginnings of an idea for a story and set it all up so that it never gets boring in the middle. And so that if you know the beginning or you know the ending, it basically tells you how to structure the other one so that it'll feel satisfying in the end and that you never get a lagging, slow pacing middle. It's worked really well for me, I think, unless my books suck. <laughs> but if they do, you're probably not listening, so maybe you think it works well. Anyways, this will be interesting if you're interested in writing. If you have a work in progress, whether, like I said, you plotted it out ahead of time or you pantsed it, this should be helpful. It's also good for heckling. <laughs> I'll be paying a lot of attention to the YouTube comments, so you can just come if you want to say what's up. That is going to be on April 8th at 7 p.m. Mountain Time. And I will have a link to it in the show notes that'll take you to the YouTube page and it'll tell you what time it's happening in your own time zone. So if you're not on Mountain Time and you find daylight time confusing like me, don't worry. YouTube will figure it out for you. <laughs> so just follow that link. Um, the next day on Saturday the 9th, I am a moderator for a panel called Prologues or Prolags, which is unearthing the very delicate and opinionated topic of prologues, especially in fantasy, but really in any kind of SFF, because the, the conventions about science fiction, fantasy, speculative fiction, all of that. And I think all of the genres, but especially fantasy, have an issue with prologues. 
that uh, they seemed like a great idea for a while. Then they started to be abused. And now uh, people are divided on what makes a good prologue, if there is such a thing, um, and lots of opinions about whether this or that one is good or not. So if you have feelings about prologues and you would like to air them in YouTube comments or hear opinionated authors air them, I will be the one wrangling that discussion and maybe occasionally adding my own two cents, although basically I'm kind of a prologue lover, although I do think there are lots of ways to abuse them. So that could be an interesting one, good for um, people who read a lot of fantasy or people who are writing it because it's something we need to think about whether we're just going to disguise it as chapter one or call it a prologue. <laughs> and of course, good for heckling. So uh, there is a link to that in the show notes as well. Um, later that day, I am on a grief, healing, and hope panel in SFF. I'm just a panelist on this one, so it's the one I'm least worried about because it's the only one that I'm not like in charge of. And this is basically a panelist of writers who are in the Alchemy of Sorrow anthology with me, which I've told you about before. Um, and that the Kickstarter is over for it. The book will not go on sale until the fall. So this is not like a sales grab. This is just us realizing that as we wrote these stories, because the organizer had her own very intense uh, encounter with grief and healing and hope, I hope, <laughs> I think that it's a topic that's underrepresented in fantasy. And actually, there's a lot of demand for it. We had so many people interested in this book, far more than we thought. And it kind of told us there is a niche here. There is a desire among readers and maybe among writers to have more of this kind of uh, fiction in fantasy. So we're going to talk about that, about what it's like to write it, why we think we need more of it. Um, maybe some about the anthology, but the the panel is about fiction and writing and what we'd like to read, not about buy my book. So um, probably good if you're interested in fantasy, especially if you read a lot in the genre and you like to think about like what's new and what's changing in it, because I do think this is an area where the genre is changing to include uh, more diversity of experience than it used to. Um, and I think a lot of people are excited about that. And it's interesting if you're an author, too, because obviously you need to keep up with what's going on. This might not be as good of a panel for heckling, but the strange thing is that even though we are all authors who like to write about grief and sorrow and difficult things and want to jerk the tears from our readers, uh, we're a surprisingly irreverent and foul-mouthed bunch. So <laughs> we actually probably will be quite open to some heckling if you desire. Um, and then the last thing that I'm a part of is on Sunday. Oh, that, that panel, by the way, is Saturday again at... Um, 3.30 Mountain Time, uh, and the link will take you to the proper time, so disregard me in any way, because I am not good at keeping times. <laughs> Spent too much time writing and not having a job. Uh, the last one is on Sunday at 3.30 Mountain Time, and that is a Levi Jacobs reading, and it's going to be me reading from the novella that I'm writing as we speak, um, the Tide Color novella that we have talked about some featuring Gaxna that said a few months before book one and the things that go down between her and the guild of Therakens and uh, some secrets that have been lurking in the background of the series since book one, but have never come out. Um, I'm having a lot of fun writing it and it's far from done. <laughs> it's still in first draft format, in fact, but uh, I don't think chapter one is going to change enough that this reading will lead you astray, but um, we won't have time to read through the whole novella. And when it's done and all polished and revised and everything, I'm going to give you, my dear listener, the audiobook anyway. So 
that's coming. But if you're curious about it in the meantime, or if you genuinely want to heckle, <laughs> this is probably the best chance because it's kind of the event that's focused on me as an author versus as a moderator or panelist or educator. So you can come and listen to it and ask questions, any questions you have about that series or my other series, or like I said, just heckle. So there is a link to that as well, 3.30 Mountain Time on Sunday, April the 10th. <laughs> so there's a lot going on, a lot of opportunities to heckle. Uh, in my own writing life, that novella I mentioned was stewing in my brain while I was on vacation, and uh, it's been flying out of me since I came back, but I've only had two days to work on it. So we have about 4,000 words in it, which I would say is 30 or 35% of the way through the first draft, which is by far the draft that takes me the longest. I'm hoping to finish this next week, or at least to finish the first draft and maybe get into the second draft. Um, so that's coming along nicely. That's going to be something that I release around the same time as Rebel of Riddle and Woe, book number three, which has bigger revisions that are <laughs> waiting for me to do them and that I may or may not be avoiding by writing something different. Those revisions are probably around 25%. I've gotten feedback from about half of my alpha readers, and they said some good things, and uh, they're going to need some work on my part to make the book the best it can be, which I am dedicated to doing. I just, as you may know, like writing fresh things more than I like revising. So I'm going to get into that as soon as we've got draft one done of the Gaxna novella, which has completely no title yet, except I think it'll involve Thief. And... I, in preparing for this workshop on the plotting tool, have done like 20% of the work that I would need to do to write it as a book. Um, it would be a nonfiction book for authors about the tool, just explaining it in depth and the theories behind it in depth. Um, and that's an idea I've kicked around some. I am not putting it on the schedule at all, but it's just interesting to plan this workshop and get deep enough into the idea to be like, oh yeah. I could write this as a book or make it into an online course if I wanted to. And maybe I will sometime. Um, if you're interested in getting that, if you go to the workshop and you're like, I want more, or if you can't attend, but it sounds cool, let me know. Because if I know that people want that book, it's going to make me a lot more motivated to write it. Even though I want to be a fiction writer, not nonfiction, it's kind of like, you know, this is a cool tool and I think it would help other authors. So more like a service to the community than like a career move on my part. And I just got back from vacation and I read a bunch of Will White <laughs> while I was out on the beach. Uh, I read book number two in the Cradle series and started book number three. And I totally understand why these are like number one in the world on Amazon when they come out, because they're just like fast paced and fun and the like desire to see him progress and to see how cool the magic is going to get and all the fight scenes. And there's lots of humor and um, really interesting uh, character interactions. I've realized that this is kind of a sleeper skill of Will White's. Everybody thinks about his magic systems and the fact that he sort of started this like love of progression fantasy that's going on right now. But he never has boring interactions between one and two characters. He's always careful to lay out the political ramifications of every meeting and to give you the backstory so you really understand the motivations of the main characters in those meetings, even though they might not really matter to the main character. Um, and that's awesome. It just makes every scene so much thicker and more detailed. And I'm definitely taking notes, Mr. Will White. So um, pleasure to read, also a pleasure to think about as an author. Um, and don't be surprised if you see a little bit more progression uh, in my next series. Actually, I'm wondering if I can work it into the Dragon Bard, but anyways, we'll see. 
So with that, I think I am going to get back to this novella and I also need to do a bunch of planning for how I'm going to actually do this workshop and what questions I'm going to ask in the session and all of that. So I'm basically in QuarnCon preparation prep mode for now. Uh, but I hope to see you there. I think that all the events are going to be cool and obviously not just only mine. There's a ton of things. There's like seven things on the first day and like 15 on the following days from some really great indie authors and some really great trad authors, actually. There are just a ton of people participating in it. So you should head over and look at the schedule. That's QuarrenCon2020 slash 2022 schedule. Um, and I'll have that link in the show notes as well. There's a ton of cool stuff going on. Even if you don't care about yours truly, you will find something that you're interested in, as well as a free and 99 cent book sale uh, for all the people who are in, except for me, because I wasn't organized enough to put my books in. But Empire of Resonance is permanently 99 cents for the whole dang series. So I don't need to be in a sale. Just go buy it. <laughs> I'll put a link to that in the show notes too. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, I hope to see you there. Hope to get some heckling. If not, um, I hope this podcast finds you well, as always, and in the company of good books. Till next time, my friends, read on. For more information on Levi Jacobs and his books, including the award-winning Tide Collar Chronicles, please visit www.levijacobs.com. Or for a free audiobook, only available to podcast listeners, go to www dot slash free. Thanks for listening and read on. Yeah.